We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, but today doesn't feel that way. We are divided in more ways than one, and the media and the powers that be all have their own agenda. The people of this great nation no longer care about the truth, they only care about the side they are on. At Poor360, I am trying to change that. We're bringing you the facts and history so we can all learn something and make our own decisions. Tune in every Tuesday to be a part of that journey. Following, following the following the journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the Podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Showtime, a-holes. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 237 of Journey Into Comics. I am not your host, Nate. In fact, I am your host this week, uh, Veronica from Foodies Watching Movies Podcast. Joining me today, Miss Sarah Van Lanningham, also from Foodies Watching Movies. How's it going? That's me. It's, it's us. Me. It's us. We're here. We're on JIC. Yeah, and it's the first time that we've had just the both of us together. I know. Nobody. It's like a <laughs> looking at the table and there's like scattered chairs. and I know. It's just the two of us sitting just, here. Yeah. We just time traveled right now because mm-hmm. we did an episode before this just now of foodies watching movies. Uh-huh. And then, that one's not going to air for like another two weeks. I, we don't know. We don't do the schedule. Yeah, that one's off to the wind. That yeah. is reserved for the pod father, Nate. I, I don't say that word. <laughs> I, well, Nate is not here with us today on Journey Into Comics because it is April Fool's week here at our Journey Into Comics network. Yeah. And all of our different shows have decided to have different hosts for this week for something fun to do, yeah. switch it up and whatnot. And we, yeah, usually we are hosting foodies and we also do a show called Gallifradio that's Mm -hmm. in its off season right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got picked to do JIC. Yeah, that's, uh, I feel like I'm uh, talking to an audience. I'd like I'm having a panel. Do you know what I'm having strong memories of right now? No. Sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got the headphones on. Like, That's what's killing you me. You got the big mic. I don't ever wear the headphones, y'all. I don't I wear know. the headphones in this family, okay? The only thing that's missing is the pop filter. That yeah, completed the giant. The look. Oh, I wish I had one now. I know. Oh, but, well. Yeah, just uh, this NPR style Very talking. NPR. Yeah. We can practice our, our classical music voices. Yeah. <laughs> you know how soothing that is. <laughs> soothing radio listen to the soothing tones of my voice right i do listen to a lot of shout out to wfmt chicago yeah candace Candace has a great voice candace agree yes she's got a a great voice for radio yeah i (laughs) i like that radio station a lot but we can't talk about that we're supposed to talk about comic stuff yeah yeah um like you said this is our first time doing a podcast uh solo cast style just you and i Usually we've got some yeah. other people or, you know, Nate, because he's on our other shows as well. But I am really excited mm-hmm. to uh, do a podcast with you because 
you know, we uh, typically tend to agree on a lot of the same things, and mm-hmm. we typically tend to have strong opinions about the same things, mm-hmm. which is why we're such great friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have a lot to talk about today. I think we should just jump right into it, yeah? Okay, do you have, like, notes and stuff? I do. I have a, I have an agenda, because I like to write things down. Yeah, we're fans of lists. Yeah, I like lists. Yeah. So the first thing on the agenda we wanted to talk about, um, you know, recently we just saw Captain Marvel Mm, mm -hmm. starring Brie Larson. Yeah, we did see that movie. Mm -hmm. That was a good one. On the second watch, it was better. Was it? I didn't get to see it a second time. I only saw it the one time. Well, we we took Cody. I know. We took our friend. (laughs) Um, I heard. See it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I heard. <laughs> it was a Wednesday. Whatever. I'm uh, over it. I've made my peace with it. <laughs> well, you know. No, but it, it was. Will, it was it will be on rewatch on loop in this house at some. Believe point. me, I'm not worried about it. But yeah, the second time because the first time I felt good about it. I felt good about it. We talked about this on foodies watching movies like i'm supposed to plug things like that right? i know we've been we've been listening to nate, nate do does? podcasting yeah. for a really long time <laughs> that shit just gets in there oh i won't talk about how it was my idea yeah we don't we're, we're alone we now i can talk about that <laughs> oh ooh. hey this is you know journey into comics the the first show on this uh they, yeah, well, the April Fool's concept. thing was my idea. Mm-hmm. That was my Fool's Week. Sorry if that's why you're. Hates it. That's why you're a producer yeah. on, on our network. You and I are the producers because we we like to think of the ideas. We just don't, I don't necessarily like, like to do them. <laughs> it, yeah, I'm good at like catching the ideas. Like David Lynch says, you know, you have yeah. to catch the ideas while really? they're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm good at catching them while they're out in the ether. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, not so good at implementing them. I have ADD. It's straight up. Well, that's why you're an ideas man. That's yeah. why that's why you work well in the network as a producer because mm-hmm. you've always got valuable behind the scenes input and ideas. And I know everybody I appreciates so. the the work you do. I hope it's valuable. I think it's valuable. It's, it's just the thing. <laughs> I think I your guess. opinions on our upcoming topic are pretty valuable. Oh, what what are we doing first? Well, we had just talked about how we were watching Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, Captain Marvel. Oh. That was what we were talking about, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. I saw a really hilarious meme that uh, was floating around Facebook, and it was talking about how, um, you know, Brie Larson was Captain Marvel. And it was like, it was talking about the real hero. The mm. real hero in our story, the real hero's tale, is about Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> and Scott Pilgrim dated yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah. He fought fucking uh, Superman. Brandon Routh or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Scott Pilgrim also fought Captain America. Okay. And uh, there was like four little quadrants I saw in this little meme that were hilarious and mm. I can't think of it. But uh, I don't remember. Yeah, it was just talking about how like <laughs> the Marvel uni- Cinematic Universe is all tied together to Scott Pilgrim. And we're like, yeah, Scott Pilgrim, he's the real MVP, man. Right. <laughs> uh, but I always have to go back to the music because you and I talked about oh. this. Because everybody has, yes. even the let's di- talk about this. Even like the directors and stuff. From what I hear, I don't read all of these things, okay? But uh, from what I hear, they weren't happy with the just a girl playing. They weren't. They weren't. I we weren't. No, they said they tried a lot. But I feel like I heard this somewhere. I don't remember if I read it or somebody told me, but uh, that they tried a lot of different songs in that spot, a lot of different '90s, tra- and mm-hmm. it just nothing was fitting, and that's just where it ended up. 
was on that song. And, that sucks, because um, that was the one yeah. complaint about the soundtrack you and I had after we saw yeah. Captain Marvel. It was like, did they really need to drive it home with, you know, No Doubt singing I'm Just a Girl during the big fight scene at the end? Yeah, I don't want to get too, you know, I talked about that already on Yeah, the radio, we talked about that on Foodies. Yeah, I, um, I just, was, we had talked about, though, that it would have been a funny Easter egg mm-hmm. if they would have done that uh, that song from Scott Pilgrim, Black Sheep, Black Sheep by yeah. Metric. Metric. That's what that's what I was trying to think. That Metric song. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been the perfect fucking scene. I know that would have been great fan service for people yeah. like us. But people like us like really offbeat things. You'll learn today. <laughs> yes, because I will go down memory lane my journey through and into comics. I suppose. That's a great way to put it, Sarah. We decided we were going to go down memory lane today Mm -hmm. and talk about the the stuff that we like because... Because we're girls. (laughs) Well, because these things don't typically get talked about on this show. Right. I mean, we can only go so far with the superhero comic books before, you know, you have to pay some service to the independent comics and to the artsy ones and to the Japanese ones. There's a whole fucking world out there Mm -hmm. that people uh, can, can learn from. Yeah, and not only that, I, I do have a handful, and uh, we'll get to this later. I do have some superhero comics that I have in my lot. You got it's some not, cool ones. Yeah. That Daredevil I, one was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. But, um, you know, yeah. And did you say anime Asian or something? The Japanese, like Japanese. graphic novels. Oh. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was, it made me think I of love Scott anime. Pilgrim again. Yeah, everything <laughs> comes back to Scott Pilgrim, like yeah. <laughs> the real hero. The hero's journey. I don't know. Scott Pilgrim yeah. was kind of an a-hole, if you think about it. Yeah. Like, what he did to Knives was pretty shitty. He was pretty immature. You know, we've learned, especially on foodies, going through a lot of movies we've liked to see if they've aged well. Yeah, that's is fun. Is that generally movies from the 90s were about scumbag people. Yeah. Like, a lot of them, you watch them now, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe that... Uh, Oh, I, I don't want to talk talking about this. I don't want to go down this road with yeah. movies. But um, yeah, Scott Pilgrim was kind of kind of a scumbag sometimes. Yeah, you no know, kidding. I guess we all were in our twenties, early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in your early twenties now and you're listening, you're probably a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, you'll find out in about ten years, fifteen yeah. maybe, <laughs> twenty for some of y'all. I don't know. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Maybe hope we're all, all still scumbags. Out for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's next? Well, what are uh, we going? do you want to start talking about what you uh, brought to the table here? Yeah, Where we do you can talk start? about that. Um, hmm. Well, I uh, I guess if we're gonna talk, if I I don't have to just start talking about comics. Um, a lot of my picks, uh, these I, I grab just a stack of graphic novels that I have here because generally I grab I used to when I used to buy comics because I have a, a comics are a luxury item that I yeah. have not bought in many years just because they're a luxury item. You see, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. we won't go down that road, mm-hmm. but, uh, graphic novels I used to buy when I really liked something, you know, cause I, you don't want to thumb through the, the original, um, the little books right? You know, without, I don't like doing that. It's like, you know, whatever the, Turn the page, wash your hands, you mm-hmm. know, turn the page, wash your hands. Can I tell you That's the first <laughs> big, the first big graphic novel book I got? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to laugh. Okay. Okay. So I was in elementary school and the very first graphic <laughs> novel book that I got was the Batman movies 
that were turned into a graphic novel. That's great. That's a, such an early 90s thing. To it have was. That, it to was happen. really great. I still have it, and I'll find it, and I'll take a picture of it and post it for JIC. <laughs> <laughs> the artwork of, like, Jim Carrey and, like, Uma Thurman and, like, Ar- Arnold as the Mr. Freeze oh, or whatever. Man. It's hilarious. That's funny. It's the best. I can't wait to show it to you. I um I can't remember what graphic novel I got first. It's very hard to remember. I lost a um a decent portion of my comics and graphic novels to a flood mm-hmm. in two thousand and six. Uh, so what a bummer. Yeah, some things I I rebought, but you know you can't re. Hmm. Was there anything Again, like totally irreplaceable that you don't have? Well, I, in the comic world, I guess nothing. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, some things with signatures and uh, a slew like, of just um, sentimental things that I don't. I wouldn't think to replace unless I randomly found them in the world. Right. You know. I see. And then even then, you know, sometimes you'll be thumbing through things, and it's just like, oh, I don't know why that's familiar, and you don't. You've lost the connection to it already. Right. It's just it's one of those sentimental things. That's that's the kind of stuff you lose in floods and fires and things that are are frustrating you know after a while my records fell to the same fate um i've since rebuilt a lot of that but you know when it comes to like first pressings of things and all of that or first editions and all that you know it's like that's also again luxury item you know right a a lot of the things that i like are just because i like them because i like to read to you Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. you get people in the comic book world i noticed um and that, that, that they're just in it for like the covers you know, or the cool art, the art or yeah. maybe these days, just the movies, not so much back when I was a kid, because the movies were different. Right. Um, they, and not like how it is now with the comic book and the MCU and all of that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the movies now, but. And then you have people who are into it just for the collecting aspect and the right. investment aspect oh, God, of making and then... it a, a project to make money in the future, you know, like. Mm-hmm. following trends on what's going to be popular, what movies are coming out to buy the corresponding comic books, all those things. Yeah, and then you have the classic scalpers that are scalpers, just there looking man. for, oh, you got this, you know, or you got the Spider-Man number three. With, like mm-hmm. they know like, you know, ten to top 10 comics or whatever, and they're going right. on. Oh, you get those, all kinds. But uh, I was always in it just because of things that I liked to read that were weird because I was weird. Um, and my... <laughs> no. And you know my dad, and he and I and my brother. Occasionally, my sister. She was little. She was younger. She was the youngest, so uh, she got into it less than we did. But me and my brother and my dad used to go out a lot to comic shops when I was all all growing up. We used to do that. That's um, cool. We'd go there and we'd go to arcades. Like I've mentioned before, I think on various podcasts, whatever. I don't want to get into that. That'll be another discussion some other time. But <laughs> we, me and my dad, let's see, what did we collect back then? <laughs> I have a whole collection of Beavis and Butthead comics. Oh, sweet. <laughs> from the 90s. I have a whole collection of first pressings of Ren and Stimpy comics. Ooh, okay. And like cool. Nickelodeon comics, those kind of things. Interesting. Um, that, that type of early 90s kid stuff, was, I would buy that all the time. Totally. You know, off the kid's shelf. That and, was a uh, huge like, Nickelodeon mark. <laughs> yeah, and then that led me into later on, uh, mid '90s when I started in middle school. You know, I was still going, but I'd get to go with my friends then to the comic shops. Sometimes with other people, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'd start to look for things that weren't like superheroes. It was a lot of superhero stuff 
in the early 90s and a lot of crap. I remember a lot of X-Men in the 90s. Oh, yeah. I've got some... I loved the X-Men. I loved X-Men. I loved Jean Grey. You know yeah, I did. Jean Grey, man. The Fe- the Dark Phoenix saga oh, was like yeah. my favorite storyline. I've talked about it on uh, JIC before. That's a good one. I'm, I'm excited about the upcoming Phoenix movie. I don't know why. Probably mm-hmm. because, you know, the Dark Phoenix thing was my jam back mm-hmm. then. But... Um, I don't know. I feel like Sophie Turner is going to be good, mm. but I feel like critics are not going to like that movie. Yeah. I don't know. MCU is, that's a different set of criteria I judge it on. Anyways, right. I can't judge it on the nostalgia because the nostalgia for me, actually a lot of it, um, along with, for superheroes anyways, I knew like the basic stories of them and they were like, eh, okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, we had all of these card collections. Um, uh, we had an... I had an ex that I've mentioned a number of times, but it got uh, stolen from me years ago. My mm. my childhood card collection disappeared one day. Damn. I've lost a lot of things like that from my childhood, but I had these uh, giant, like what you used to collect baseball cards, like those yeah. big cushy binders mm-hmm. with all of the uh, pages in them. And I mean, I had like, I had two full, no, two or three full ones, at least two, two and a half. And it was all like Marvel X-Men sets with all the special cards and mm-hmm. the lenticular cards and sticker cards and, you know, all of that. We would go out hunting for that stuff uh, with my dad all the time, days before the internet. Yeah. So you could go and you'd have to order things. Um, my favorite thing from actually like probably the 80s was those sticker books that they used to have that you'd buy the, you'd buy packs of stickers that had numbers on them mm-hmm. and they'd create like a picture those just like square sticker packs yeah um, I don't know if they still make those uh, probably not I but I remember I had one that was Popples do you remember Popples from the 80s Mm-mm. those toys they had like you maybe let me you're look a little it up younger see. than me. Let me look it up. They they remade them. They were these little like creatures, little stuffed animals that would like pop inside of themselves. They had like little pouches. Oh yeah, you know, I remember the that. Go, yeah, but I love those. What, I mean, were, this was what like, did you call them? Popples. Popples. Okay. Yeah, they uh, they had this stupid sticker book, and that was the first thing I ever completed the collection of. Yeah, those things. Yep, I remember. Um, I'm terrible with names, but I I remember. Yeah, that was the first thing I ever like completed the collection. I was probably I was I was Ollie's age. I was <laughs> I was like four or five. This would have been like the late eighties. That's sweet. And we had to mail. The reason I remember this is you had to send in at the end. You had the self addressed stamp envelope thing. You know, yeah, you had to yeah. send in, and you would send in a little piece of paper that you would write down what numbers you were missing if you couldn't <laughs> find them and they there was like a charge it was it was like you know that's send, crazy send a little you had to send them a little bit of money for each one or something and they uh-huh. would send you a, a letter back with all of the ones you were missing for your book that's so cool yeah and i remember Damn. like just waiting in the mail for like a week <laughs> you know when God, I was a wasn't kid. it so fun getting mail <laughs> as a kid because oh, it was yeah. always like like highlights magazine or you yeah. know really cool shit or the remember like the the sears uh big book around Christmas time toy catalog oh, or was God, it the Toys yeah. R Us one yeah when you'd circle stuff in the magazine yeah, circle. oh man that was that like shit. a that was a ritual man and it was fun. thick they were like a t- big t- huge and back in like book. the 80s and early 90s like we had the good toys mm-hmm. we had the real good toys yeah I love looking at the memes with the old toy catalogs and stuff yeah and the old pajamas and things like yeah used to wear like Ninja Turtles and stuff <laughs> yeah anyways that uh I'll get into my stack now so I like weird stuff I like to read them I'm in it for that not just looking at stuff mm-hmm. uh but um 
So you're I in it for into, the substance. I got, I got into like goth comics when I was in middle school. You no know? way. That was the 90s thing. <laughs> if And you know what? I don't care. You can try to ignore it. You can say it's stupid. Uh, like, <laughs> I remember that. I'm glad it's gone. Like 90s little like offshoot goth comics. That was a thing. All right. They were mm-hmm. everywhere. These weird little. And it was it was like before Hot Topic happened. OK, mm-hmm. it was before then they sold them at Hot Topic, you know, but they sold like edition 13, you know, but like you could they get, were, get them at places like Hollywood Mirror in Chicago. Yeah, it was. A, they were a little harder to find. They'd be bottom shelf or the like the comic retail, your standard Simpsons comic book guy. That was usually <laughs> who you ran into at your local shop. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, oh, what do you want? Johnny the homicidal maniac. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Is, you know like they don't know what that is they just like shuffle you off to like the the like lower section of something i don't know you know stupid i guess they call it i'm gonna grind my foot into the ground right now they call it hipster stuff now but, like it's true <laughs> i did like the stuff back then that OG. other other people just were like, i don't know not everybody <laughs> was into it I, mean, I had a few friends that were into it but that's just whatever so yeah <laughs> Some of the ones I liked of the goth comics, I have Lenore here, if anybody remembers Roman Dirge's Lenore. Um, I'm going to show Veronica these, as she doesn't know some of them. Yeah, um, show me, show me, I show don't me. have, I mentioned Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, but I, I lost that one in the flood. That was, mm. man, I had like, I didn't have a first edition. I had like maybe like two or three. It was early on because I was obsessed with it. Um, this is Lenore. Look at Lenore. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. This is, she's. <laughs> New geese. Yeah, Noogies. Noogies. This is a adorable goth comic from the 90s. It's I, very goth. It's story time. Very and black. You can flip through it. Go ahead. Just, okay. You don't have to read anything, of course. Okay. But uh, it's always fun when you have a, a trip down memory lane to just hand people stuff, oh, wow. you know. It says, greetings, kiddos. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an adorable little, um, it's sweet. It's a sweet little goth comic. Yeah, this is the... Um, updated full color version of the original <laughs> first four Lenore issues. Yeah, I lost those in a flood too. But this is like the the collection. Yeah, and it's barely cracked because wow, I lost I'm, my graphic yeah. novel, but it kind of has a vibe like a a cute a, a cutesy um what was that? Where the sidewalk ends? That's yeah. what it makes me think of. Lenore in Georgie Porgy. Yeah. <laughs> Georgie Porgy putting in pie. Kiss the girls and make them cry. She just threw a, a knife into his uh, head as he, <laughs> after he kissed her. When the boys come out to play, Georgie Porgie ran away. Ooh, yeah, Georgie be dead. That's some goth <laughs> shit right there. Okay, we're in, a Sweet. Horror, we're in a horror punk band. There's a reason, everybody. Oh, wow. <laughs> Lenore, the adventures of a cute little dead girl in Chinese food. This is adorable. Yeah, I would love to love read this. this. Um, yeah, that's, uh, this is the days when... Jonan Vasquez was still making comics, not Invader Zim. And these which, are tiny little yeah. stories. Yeah, they're little like vignettes, little goth, little goth vignettes. It's definitely I'm pleased. Definitely for the middle school crowd of fans of the '90s. That's. I was gonna say this artwork is a mixture between that comic book Chew mm-hmm. and Salad Fingers. Salad, yeah. Which that Do you remember a, that? Yeah, that was like a 2000s thing. I don't know. Salad Fingers was weird. Well, that's what the that. art is reminding me of is that like Yeah, that, weird... I, I agree. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. 
let's see. What else was I into early on here? Which ones? I didn't bring a whole lot of them here because a lot of them are at my parents and or destroyed, as I said. Right. Um, I can't go through memory lane without thinking about that. Uh, however, I have a massive stack from the same author, the same thing, which I have barked at Veronica about for a million years. I was going to say, you um, have an awfully big pile of... Uh... I have big pile of books, but this whole pile on top here, and I only grabbed it so you could see the depth of this right here right this is and this is another one that other people look at me cross-eyed and they're like i don't care when i talk to them about but you're on the radio and you're gonna listen to me now <laughs> about it listen up children listen about it man okay listen to it man <laughs> so this is david max kabuki a stack of it now you're probably going, I don't care already. Okay. <laughs> you don't care, but you should, because it's really a, a deep story. It is a, uh, as I would say, the perfect graphic novel. This was never, hey. it, was, it was written, originally uh, it started off, David Mack wrote this story, Kabuki when he was in it was his college thesis thing when he was in college right mm -hmm. um if you know anything about what David a cool Mack, thesis <laughs> yeah he's um David Mack has been blowing up in recent years he's, he does a lot of stuff you guys can google him I'm not going to go and like do a laundry list of stuff that David Mack has done mm -hmm. but he is a fine artist as as well as a comic book artist and always has been mm -hmm. and uh his first offering was Circle of Blood which was 90 something I don't remember when I need to look at it I have them in opposite order. You can hear my books thumping back here, probably. Oh, book. I actually have two copies of this, and I like it so much. See, I have the numbered, like, signed wow. things here with little pieces of paper and stamps. And David Mack has been a huge influence in my life. I got to meet him at C2E2 a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Finally, after, like, oh, gosh, I had been reading his books. I mean, since I had been following Kabuki since the 90s, and I had never got to meet him because I, I never got to go to, like, the big things again luxury things right you know c2e2 C2 e2 is a luxury thing at this point. yeah it's very expensive and um you know we would go to local comic shops and stuff growing up but never like big conventions and things mm -hmm. like that um and my friends in high school you know we, you don't have money when you're in high school and right i never got to go do things like that yeah i didn't have that kind of money so um Anyhow, I finally got to meet him. That was really cool. <laughs> that actually, I don't know if I should tell that story. I always feel weird telling that story. Why? About meeting David Mack. You should tell it. Um, I don't, I guess I'm on it so I can tell it and then I'll just talk about these books for hopefully not too long. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I'm, in it. I'm in it to win it, man. Yeah. Well, you'll really like them when you get to them because I know you. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I met him at C2E2, uh, before then, this was, hmm, writer, I had only done this video, Darkness Within, uh, I had done, that's a Machine, the Machine Head, Head song, one, song. Yeah. and uh, that video, like, blew up unbeknownst to me, it was, it, that, like, blew up to me, it, like, got, it did, like, Didn't a, it get, like, 25,000 likes? It got, like, um, reviews it in, got, like, a, uh, a day or something? Well, I was aff affiliated as a listener and, a, like, a, in with a, Shout out to Ellis Fam, uh, Jason Ellis Show. We, every once in a while, we give the shout out here uh, <laughs> on, I guess, the Journey into Comics Network on certain mm -hmm. shows. But um, I was, uh, they, they had little, uh, this band, Death, Death, Die, uh, on Voice of Survival podcast. You can listen to Christian James Hand, his mm -hmm. interview. He, uh, that was his whole thing, this band, Death, Death, Die. You can, you can listen to his interview. Please do. It's a very good one uh, about... Um, 
his journey with the Jason Ellis show. He, he does comment upon that. But anyways, uh, I had had a song. Um, I did one of the Death, Death, Die songs, and they played a few things on the radio, just piano covers, piano solo covers. Mm -hmm. And um, I heard Machine Head's music for like... And this was years ago. This was years. This was like... Nate knows the dates. I don't know dates of anything. <laughs> Time is like completely, especially since we started the band, like yeah. has just completely gone off the rails. I don't know what day of the week it is sometimes. Yeah. I don't know what time of the day it is. We're getting, uh, anyway. Overwhelming so sometimes. I, I want to say this, I mean, this was at least seven or eight, eight years ago. This mm -hmm. was because I started, well, I started listening to Jason Ellis in like 2009, but we didn't get around to, doing any of that stuff until later uh maybe it was like 2012 or 2013 i don't know somewhere in there mm -hmm. it was a while ago but um anyways uh i uh you did the machine head video oh yeah i'm talking about david mack mm -hmm. it's like i got off track here so <laughs> about Jason Ellis. and back to you that's well the whole reason i did that machine head song was because they would play it on faction the, the radio the um sirius xm station they would play it on faction all the time uh, they'd play Machine Head's music and I started kind of getting into it and I heard this song Darkness Within it like struck me one day like mm -hmm. like like cacao like I heard it like do this thing back then it used to take me months to do arrangements like I can I can kind of do them almost well, almost in a day now like right. and what I you just, mean by arrangements is taking a song and then arranging it and transcripting it for piano yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah um so it took me a long time back then, so I was really proud of it when it was finally done. And uh, I got one good take of this song. On. Nate recorded it with this horrible cell phone we had. It wasn't a smartphone. It was like some like you said, this was years ago. Like, like it was like right before people started having smartphones. Mm -hmm. um, it's probably so like a Nokia. I don't remember even what it was, but it was a crappy phone. And um, we threw it up on the internet and sent it over to Jason Ellis and sent it to a few of our friends and just was like, hey, you know, check this out. I still felt like it wasn't finished yet when we threw it up there. That's why I was like embarrassed. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh. But um, Jason Ellis got a hold of it and was like, oh, we're going to tweet this. And he got it out there. And then he's friends with Rob Flynn. And Rob Flynn got a hold of it and he tweeted it two times uh, in a day. And it got like something like 12,000 views overnight or something, Damn. which uh, if you've never been on the internet before, like That's that. Scary. It was horrifying, and like I've said, uh, I've talked about this occasionally, that story I've told people, but I did, for the first time, ever break out in hives that yeah. day. It was horrible. I didn't know what was happening to me. I had, oh, I'm getting You're anxiety. super introverted. Oh, my God. Like, I've done all these things with the band. Now I'm getting anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting anxiety thinking about this story. Whew. Anyways, so that video got out there, and that was what I was living on when I met David Mack for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess it had been like 15 years or something I had been waiting to like meet him. I'd never, wow. never gotten to, but I had been reading his books or some, uh, something like that. I don't know. It was a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nate, being Nate, uh, sent over, like, why don't you, I'm just going to tweet Sarah's video to David Mack. Yeah, you social know? butterfly. Yeah, I was terrified by, by the idea of this networking thing, you know, using social media was all like powerful, scary. Yeah. You know, when it first started, started coming on the scene, I didn't really get Twitter. It was like, I started mm -hmm. a Twitter account back then, like the first time, I still don't really get it. It's not my, yeah, not my thing. Yeah, me either. Um, but 
he decided he was going to tweet Dave Mack my video, and we got a tweet back, and Dave and Mack said, oh, your video's awesome. I'm uh, getting ready for the convention, and I'm painting to your video right now. Wow. I'm listening to your song, and I'm making a painting. That, um, That's so cool. And I was, like, swooning inside. Of I was, course. like, dying, you know? I bet. Because <laughs> we were going later on, and I oh knew I knew he was, he was like, I'll see you at the convention later or whatever. And I was like, huh, you know? <laughs> And a sort of fangirl moment for a second. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we went to go meet him. And he's not, like, popular with anybody else, really. I mean, at least back then. I don't know. He's gotten more popular. Like he's blown up and done some things now. But mm-hmm. um, I was just such a fan of his art and his work. And it had meant a lot to me over the years. It had been one of those, you know, like, you guys uh, out there in Journey into Comics land, you know what the comics mean to you. That's right. why you're listening to this. Right. That's why you're out there. You all have these books that you're attached to, um, maybe superheroes, maybe, you know, whatever. Maybe you like any number of things. (laughs) I mean, the comic book world is so diverse and so varied in just subject matter and stories and storytelling. So it could be any strange thing that's out there that you could be connected to. But this was my thing. You know, this was my guy that I was connected to at the time. And I uh, that's cool. So cool that you got to have a good experience meeting him. And I did. That he waved he, me over. That's super cool. Yeah, I was... Did you get to see the uh, work that he was painting while he was listening to your music? Uh, no, because he was just... He was sketching in his book. He was oh, painting and sketching in his book. So it, it was something he had, like, a lot of. You know, yeah, he was preparing yeah. a lot of things that day uh, for for sale, as a lot of those vendors do, artists and things. So I, I get up to Artist Alley, and I'm like... Uh, he was just kind of off in one of the back alleys. You know, there's always the... The spooky back alley yeah, artists, yeah. you know, that are just yeah. like, ooh. Okay, the edgy guys gonna, in the back. Yeah, something interesting <laughs> back here. You know, you get all of the, whatever. You guys know how it is if you've been to these conventions. It's, but uh, anyway, so I was like 10 feet away. I was like or farther away, and he waved me over mm-hmm. and said, like, oh, my, hey, Sarah, come on over. Like, I, that was, whatever, and like remembered my video and started talking so to me about nice. piano and he actually was started talking to me interestingly about Amanda Palmer because he had just had he had, he's like he's like you probably listen to Amanda Palmer don't you and I was like uh, well yes I do <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't hadn't uh, for a while I was into the Dresden Dolls for a hot minute um, but yeah so he was talking to me about that uh, a little bit that's uh, that's funny but he let me thumb through original work which mm. was. Uh, Somebody, you know, if there's any artists out there listening, you know how that is. You get a like a, a connection to certain work, and if you're allowed to be near it, it's like sometimes. I mean, if you're if you're actually connected to something, it's a it's an overwhelming experience sometimes. Yeah. Um, but like he, when we went and saw the Van Gogh exhibit, that was super moving. Oh yeah, that was wonderful. Mm-hmm. We had, there was the uh, uh, museum in Chicago, the Art Institute. Yeah, in the Chicago. Art Institute. Yeah, they had a special. Uh, Van Gogh exhibit that you could walk through. They had the whole bedroom that was re- recreated. Yeah, that was so neat. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I liked that. Yeah. But anyways, so I got to thumb through a bunch of his work. He was very kind. He's unbelievably humble. Like, he is, he's one of those people, like, you know how you say people have an aura? Yeah. Yeah, like, that, or what they, whatever you guys They're call projecting. it out there. Yeah, some people just have that, that thing about them that mm-hmm. you, they're just, like vibrating at the same frequency as you. Right. It's just one of those things. Like that is this man had that. I sweet. Yeah. So So what is Kabuki about? Like what is what is the actual well, plot? It is uh Kabuki sell it to me. is how do I sell you Kabuki? 
Kabuki, I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. Because it's kind of hard. I do intend to read it. Um, But the basic plot, which is going to sound pretty dry for what it is, because I'm going to let you, uh, I'll show you like the art in a second, but it's, she's like a, an operative in Tokyo, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like the secret operative and she's um, got a mask and she's, she's given a face and it's just, it's the story of her getting out of this organization Mm -hmm. and all of the things that that involves. And it's also the story of uh, the loss of her mother and Ooh. how she's coping with that. Interesting. But what's what's wonderful and also heartbreaking is that it was David Max dealing with his own grief about losing his own mother. Mm-hmm. And it's all w- written into this story. Wow. And he starts it off, this college thesis. So, you know, any of you that have gone to college, you know it's like a very interesting age to mm-hmm. write from. Um, and if you're writing a pe- making a piece of art, it's especially interesting. You can be very seminal time for a lot of people. But yeah. he sets the first book is not like his other books, Circle of Blood. It's he intended these to be graphic novels. They were they were released as single issues. Um, I, I I forget the I forget the initial um, printing. Whoever made them first, the image image does these ones here. But uh, anyhow. The first one is not like the other ones. It's stand, It's your classic comic book look. Okay. You know, it's black all and black white. and white. The whole thing is black and white. The art is really interesting already. What is interesting about the way David Mack writes that I thought was so cool is you have to read into his panels. And there's more later. Mm-hmm. But these things like here's a good example here and i reader you know you guys are listening so you can't see this but you can go and look up his work but look at you see one thing becomes the next becomes the next and i don't want to spoil any panels or anything but it all morphs in such a beautiful way and it all all of his words he writes and works with such intent it's all his work nice he doesn't have a team but Basically, I without, can really appreciate that. Without spoiling anything, um, the next books, it's hard for me to talk about without spoiling, but um, is her journey between like a life and death phase. Ooh. And it's abstract. This is all painted. Wow. It's, and he wrote, oh, this How was beautiful. years ago. He wrote for Sarah. I had him send that to me a million yeah. years ago. Um, but everything he does is mixed media and it's all... Uh, you can Whoa, see cool. this is you read into the story. This is all the panels that you have to read. It's not background. How cool. And sometimes I'm trying to find an example of like the spirals. Look how it's, it's beautiful Damn. colors. Um, all of it's hand painted. Every yeah, the panels single, look like a triptych almost. Yeah. And you see how some of the borders will have like lace and things like that. That's mm-hmm. actually lace that he's wow. it's all all of the things and sometimes cool. it's maybe this one sometimes he simulates it sometimes he writes i i know all of these little triangles his artistic inspiration came from this book i'm going to talk about here okay um, but i'll show you in a minute i should bookmark that page but anyhow sometimes he'll have these like uh like spirals like you have to spiral the book around just to read the text mm. and the text but all of the text has intent with Okay, so wow. here's an example. It's these are photo actual photographs that um, I believe his now wife might have posed for some of these, uh, or a girlfriend or something he had at the time. But mm. uh, everything. So these are all. I know that this is all mixed media because I touched it. He wow. let me thumb through. How big were these pieces? These were like 
some of them were 11 by 14. They were, it was in a big portfolio like okay. that. Hundreds of them. And he let me sit there for probably about an hour and wow. thumb through thousands and thousands of dollars worth of work. Panels that I had seen for, you know, 10 years, I got to like touch the panels. That's Just so cool. look at them. He, he was comfortable enough That's as an artist. Those are so cool. That's and, the reason that people want to go to them. Yeah. And he, and that's why I keep saying artist because he understood why I was there because uh, I needed to touch this work, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what you need to do if you're an artist. If you're inspired by things, you do need to go out and find them. If mm-hmm. you're inspired by a band or a musician or something, you need to go out and experience that. You yeah. know, if you are inspired by art or by movies or by plays or whatever, you need to go out and do those things. Right. It's important. Do this. That's why they make you have recital credits if you're in music school. <laughs> <laughs> they, they make you go to recitals otherwise you it's like a pass or fail wow you have to go to so many recitals <laughs> and you have to sometimes write about them and i remember when and, i was performing yeah. in a recital at columbia there were students there that got that had to go for college credit mm. and they had to sit through it <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyways poor guys i'm gonna i won't go on and on about this i i could talk a long time clearly about this subject yeah here, but i'm excited to read it i have not read any of the kabuki series this is where he gets crazy metamorphosis is about exactly what the title nice. imagines and you can just see you just flip through any page and and mm. every single panel is just un- unbelievable intent all of this you have to read yeah read through it and wow cool yeah right yeah um, you can see why i like notes. it <laughs> yeah i can see why you like it looking definitely through, um all this of is this a very serapic but the the story is the hero's journey for any i would recommend this especially i mean not just because the protagonist is a female but to any female comic book readers out there it is a very empowering story especially young female artists that mm-hmm. are out there in the world. It is, especially when you get to the alchemy, it is his, um, like, manifesto. Mm. It's, uh, I, I can't even talk about it. It's so, it's, like, deep. Wow. It's just the psychological journey that you go on with this character, and she finds all of her other operatives, and they talk about their, it's like trauma. They, they talk about their trauma. Wow, so it's, this series is, like, a whole journey of this woman's life. It, it's basically therapy, you guys Interesting. yeah <laughs> it's basically therapy so all right that's all i'll say about it that's well enough. i'm excited to check it out i really am about the that. art is beautiful um my next one i just have a handful more here and then we can talk about something else sure uh this next one is um probably a lead in for what we're going to talk about after this or in a little bit oh yeah 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 but i want to bring it out now because uh this is batman arkham asylum uh, <laughs> a serious house on serious earth it is a strange Batman story. It I haven't read this one. Weirdest. Um, it's it's an older story. It's been I forget. I'm gonna look here. Um, 19- it's funny you had a Batman book too, and I was talking about my stupid Batman book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one is uh, ni- is for 1989, right? Sweet. Um, my graphic novel is not. I do not have an original one. But I'm gonna see it. David Matt got a. L- I could tell he got a little bit of his inspiration from the artwork in this book. The artwork is wonderful and creepy and. Wow. It is a psychological Batman this is some story. Creepy shit. It's the Joker uh makes Batman Ugh. do all of these trials. It's it's sets in set in Arkham Asylum and it's um it's it's one, super creepy. Uh-huh. It is holy shit. 
fabulous artwork in this book. The story is very strange. Um, a lot of people say it's like one of their favorite Batman stories. Oh, I um, can't wait to read it. Just from the Joker's hair alone. It's this <laughs> crazy green like yeah. watercolor looking uh, mohawk, like uh, David Lynch-esque uh, <laughs> devil lock floating in the air. Yeah, Wild. this was one of my favorite ones. Uh, for a long time, for obvious reasons. <laughs> hey, this is, listen to this. I just turned to a page that said, let the feast of fools begin. And this yeah. is April Fool's Week here at JIC. Hey. <laughs> I didn't even mean for that to happen. Maybe that could be uh, the episode title, Feast of Fools. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, I like it. So uh, why did you pick this one exactly? Well, what mainly is- because, uh, again, I... Um, is it about the art or the story or both? It's both. Because it's, it's just such a strange, ab, like a strange abstract take on Batman. Um, it's uh, and and the artwork. You know, I'm super into the the way that a story and the artwork play together. I don't like it. This is my gripe with a lot of superhero comics. Let me let me grind grind we'll my your gears. gears. Let me grind my gears here. Grind we'll your gears, Sarah. Okay, this is this is what it is. It's that they don't. And I'm going to use this word again. They don't a lot of times work with intent. Okay. okay. So, and oh, maybe Agreed. that's just because of the nature of the way comics are created, especially these days. You know, it's like a... It's maybe like, they're oh, just under aggressive time schedules or something. I, yeah. Well, I, I understand the time thing. And it's like a team and it's a lot of, you know, you do this, you do this, you do this. There's just so many, it's fraction to so many different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't it's not cohesive for me it's not enough for me that it's just here's a story about a character and here's what that character looks like according to this artist or that Mm -hmm. artist to me i want a story and the art to be married together like with an actual intent Mm -hmm. of like every you know this guy colored it and this guy you know i understand it a lot of it's it's been like that you know yeah, you have the, the inker, the writer. The, yeah, yeah. Don't mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. I understand all of that, you know. Um, but, but that's why you like David Mack is because he did it. By well, himself. yes, I do like that. But there's other ones that I I just you know I guess it's all it's really a subjective you know what you think goes well with it. But I just find that in superhero comics there's a lot of stock looking characters, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you can get one of those how to draw superhero books in, in mm-hmm. 30 days or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can draw... You'll have your super- Superman, Captain America. You'll have your Aquaman right. or whatever. Yeah. You'll and have your busty lady. Yeah, and it just all traces back to what, I guess, what's classic, you know. Some, there's just all these different styles. But mm-hmm. um, I like stuff that just is strange. It's different. I don't know. Whatever. Well, this Batman it. book looks super different. I'm excited <laughs> to take a look at it. It's a weird one. Some people don't like it. It's it's definitely an acquired taste. Who knew? Um, here's one that's in, here's some another one that's an acquired taste. A lot of people hated this one, Spider-Man Blue. I liked this one more for the art than I did for the story. I will tell you that. But here's why you're gonna like it. That's the only reason I grabbed it because uh, I want to show you the covers. <laughs> like this one's not co- as good. Covers on there. No, the the cut the style oh, of this book is like okay. There's there's like the cover mm. for number two. This is a Gwen Stacy story. That's cool. Um, this is why I bought these. I used to have the single issues. They're gone in a flood. Mm. Uh, yeah, the art is really interesting. Um, there's another one. Here's here's chapter three. It's like cover. A, like Bond villains. Yeah. With naked ladies. 
but yeah. not naked. Yeah, I dig it. <laughs> it's got that like it's got um, that sixty swinger vibe to it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's kind of got that whole Ooh, theme. you know what? That looks like an Archie comic and yes. I'm okay with that. Yes, that's what I thought you would appreciate mm-hmm. about it. You um, know I loved motherfucking Archie comics because they had Veronica in there. Yeah, this was an interesting offbeat offshoot thing. They had Hulk Gray. I didn't read that one. They had Daredevil, Daredevil. Yellow. They did this whole series of things, you know, how they just take different spins. To make it more like but, a pop art thing. Yeah. Like all of them were in that art style. Yeah. They all had cool. different, um, they kind of used color, quote unquote, as the inspiration. But so that's what it was, was about. Like it wasn't cool, about the story. It was about 50. the art. Yeah. I mean, the story's okay. It's it's your, it's your standard story. I mean, it's a, it's like Gwen Stacy sort of thing. You can, um, I don't want to read the back of it. You can go <laughs> online. That's what, that's what Google's for. Unless, yeah, that's what Google's you, for. I I don't remember I like I guess I don't really remember uh being so overtly interested in it that I went back for like reads three, four, and five. You know, mm-hmm. like I maybe reread it once and then I was okay with it. I'd thumb through it and I the art was more I was more into that, the style yeah. of it. It was it was just, it was just a style thing, but I was yeah. always really into the stories. Um I really liked <laughs> I know this is silly, but I really liked Archie Comics and I mm-hmm. loved that whole series when I was little, um, like the Cheryl Blossom series mm-hmm. and all of the stupid Riverdale ones, like I was really into that. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I want to talk about, uh, you were talking about how this Batman comic book segues into the other thing we were going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Did you have yeah. any more uh, comics to go over? I can't oh, see over well, this pile. Uh, the, this is actually the last thing in the pile. Uh, oh, good. These are just my favorite Wolverine stories. Hey. Um, uh, Wolverine Origin. I loved Origin. Did you ever read Origin? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. I didn't have it. One of my, mm. an ex-boyfriend had that, you know. This was also an ex-boyfriend thing for me, mm, too. Interesting. But, uh, I loved it. I, I really thought that was a visceral Good mm-hmm. story. Uh, same with this one, uh, the classic Weapon, Weapon X. That's one of my. I absolutely mm-hmm. love the panels and the color saturation in this book. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Just on the flip through, aside from the story being the classic, you know, God, Weapon Wolverine X story. Wolverine looks like Danzig. Oh, I know. Oh, where, did, where did that panel go? Oh, there it is. Danzig. Right. What yeah. A, and it's just. Something about this book I was always very connected to. Like, it just, I felt like I wanted to touch it. Like, it's just the yeah. texture and it's, it's just got that inky the color thing is going great. on. The color oh, the is color very just vibrant. pops in a, such a way that, I mean, look at that. Look at all those bodies. It's very busy. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Man. So, that's one of my favorites. I mean, for obvious reasons, if you've never read Weapon X, just do it. What, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Read it. What are you doing? <laughs> Um, okay, that's my, uh, I didn't intend to talk about all of the things with David Mack, but I guess I did. I, yeah, uh, that's, that's what, what it was supposed to be, man. That's yeah. what it was supposed to be about. Um, that, I didn't, anyhow. So let's go on. I said, you said we had this uh, Arkham Asylum thing that tails into what we were going to talk about. Yeah, we need to finally have the discussion about motherfucking Gotham. Man, if you guys are not watching Gotham, what are you doing? What are you doing with your you doing? life? What have you done with the last few years? Why not watched here? Gotham. You know, better have been listening to this radio station. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Gotham has been one of our favorite shows. Sarah, you had been talking about how I needed to watch Gotham for a long yeah. time. You were really all about this show. Nate got on board, and then I finally got on board, mm-hmm. and it's been full steam ahead ever since. 
Yeah, this show, a lot of people complain that the first few episodes are slow. And they were. And they were. But do you know what happens when you build a character slowly? <laughs> what happens, MCU, when you build a character over all these years? You get depth. Yeah. Okay. And you know what Gotham is about? It's exactly what the title says. It is about Gotham. It right. is not about Br- Batman. It is not about the villains. It's it a is true not about ensemble. It, it, ensemble. Ensemble. Yes, it is. It is <laughs> about the muck of that city. Yeah. And Gotham. all of the different power plays that happen that make your favorite characters who they are. And let me tell you, since they are canceling this series, they have just pulled out all the stops. This, this is season. the best. This is the last few episodes have been so great. Yeah, it started off a little like, and now we're doing this. Now we're doing this. Now, like they, I could tell they were being a little pushy because mm-hmm. the pacing they had a lot of, this of shit show, to get through because this is the sure last did. season. They sure did, and I bet they had several seasons worth of stuff they're trying to cram in here because they've been playing the long game, and it's every season has been fan mm. like perfect episodes of fan service, you yes. know, where they give you exactly what you want mm-hmm. without you even realizing it's what you want, and it's every single time consistently, even the slower episodes when there are some slow l- slower episodes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're st- I'm still invested, I'm still completely watching it, you know, tuned into it, yeah. and it's a great great show yeah i'm really hoping they don't dexter it at the end (laughs) i will fucking riot yeah (laughs) i will riot no but gotham has been perfect in that it has been setting up like you said this has been the long game nate compared it to like watching live chess between heroes and villains and villains and villains and heroes and heroes. Like, think about where Little Penguin was when you in the Little first Pengy. season. And Pax Penguina. Pax, even before then. Like, yeah. think of the first with Fish Mooney with Fish Mooney when yeah. he was just he a little was yes her man little bitch and, boy with yeah. the umbrella. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, it's the way they have built. Oh, you guys, the Joker. Oh, the Joker. Yeah. Un- mm-hmm. hmm. Honestly, though, the Joker, I mean, yeah, the Joker, but... Penguin and the Riddler, like they the, have the best the whole, relationship in the whole series. It is beautiful. Uh, kiss, kiss. That's kiss, all I kiss. Gotta say. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> Man, it's good. It's a great uh, series, but guys. I Watch have it. to say what I've been telling you guys uh, since we've caught up on Gotham, which I have to do again because I yeah, might have dozed off a little bit last asleep. night. I was very tired. I'm oh, I'm the old one as we <laughs> are going to learn, I guess. This is Liz established. I, yeah, when we play, because we haven't done it yet. Right. Right. Time traveling. Golden, time travel. You did it. There's going to be some Golden Girl stuff. On Foodies Watching Movies. Yeah. And I'm Episode like the old whatever. lady. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I need to we say. We don't have to talk about that right now. No. <laughs> But this, for anybody watching, this will make more sense. But if for anybody not watching, maybe this will motivate you to do. The the Joker character, they didn't even start to build until like season three, maybe. Mm-hmm. Ma- or I mean, in season five, it, right? Yeah, something like that. Uh, We're deep into the it, back end of season five. You don't, you see it coming and then you don't, and then you see it coming and then you don't. Mm-hmm. But what they have built him into in this season, this Joker. Who? If you guys are gamers and you played the game Bioshock, do you re- if you remember Sander Cohen, the artist who did, uh, he made all the plaster sculptures and he was very theatrical. You had to go through it and they, all the all the sculptures were splicers, splicers of the you know the enemies in the game. 
Uh, and the statues would bleed if you hit them. Like uh, they were all made out of plaster. It was the, like one of the creepiest parts in the game. And uh, <laughs> yes, he shoots a pianist on stage Damn. that's made out of it's. Oh man, it's good. It's all in like I, Sander Cohen. This is like a Sander Cohen version of the Joker. I don't know how else to explain it. He's like theatrical, but also like just straight up evil. I mean, mm-hmm. just dark, like it's eloquent, so dark, evil. Like insane. The, the, the storyline that they just had that I can't say nothing about because I don't want to spoil anything. This is I'm trying to make it spoiler free, you know. Right, right. Um, man, it was just dark what they did yeah. to little Brucey, who's not so little anymore. Damn, they're 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 setting it. Up. They're just knocking it out of the park. They're setting them up and knocking them out of the park. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're we are prepping for baby Batman, and I'm so pleased. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Finally. Gotham, like it's like every time we watch Gotham, I say Gotham yeah. at least like five times like throughout that. the episode of Gotham. <laughs> Gotham. Yeah. I know. Usually when those opening credits, <laughs> Gotham. Gotham. Yeah. It's nonstop, man. They they don't they don't give you uh, time to rest. They just keep it going. Yeah. And I love them for it. And if and you I'm gonna miss it. Don't like it. I really want to know why. Yeah. Why don't you like it? If there are any haters of Gotham out there, let us know on social media, like Facebook, and And uh, tell us why, because we like to know why you're wrong. Unless you just think it's slow, then you don't get to tell us, because we already know that. Yeah, we already know. Sometimes it's a little slow. (laughs) But if it's for any reason, then you think that it's slow and boring, please. I would really love to know why you don't like this show. I mean, I could think of a couple of things just like with annoying characters, like the, the you know tenacious lee. <laughs> lee, 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 lee lee you know okay lee bugs she yeah. fucking oh, bugs yeah. she's she's bugged for a long time but mm-hmm. i'm still i'm still on board you their, know their hair is wonderful whoever does their Ooh, hair barbara keen's hair is like it like for a while the bigger it got the crazier she got yeah you, know? you could tell what kind of barbara keen we were gonna get yeah. based on what her hair was doing that episode <laughs> and little brucey's different. hair is getting like super Ooh, it's like, like an emo anime. Yeah, yeah he looks like he could you know what he could probably oh i'm gonna get some hate for this but he might be a good spike spiegel <laughs> cowboy bebop <laughs> i'm seeing that hair uh, i'm seeing it get bigger okay <laughs> i see you kid <laughs> actor right. from gotham uh <laughs> oh yeah. there's one other thing that we should probably mention i think we've mentioned it before maybe on gallif radio or foodies but i think it's pertinent to mention that you and i both agree that the man who plays alfred should definitely be cast as the next doctor <sighs> who every time since gotham has aired the very first episode i have said sean pertwee sean pertwee because his daddy plays the dirt the third doctor John Pert, we played the third doctor. One of our favorite and classic Who doctors. He is, oh, he's the best. He, and I mean, just Cravats the idea of seeing and... Sean Pertwee as the doctor, like, Come on. it makes sense because his father was a doctor. Like, they, they look yeah. so similar. Like, it's fucking perfect. Yeah. And he's got those, like, sweet Bond, like, old the school moves. moves. Yeah. Like, he's got the karate. He's got the, the I can hold a guy at gunpoint thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's got the, the classy. You know, age silver fox uh, butler. He can he's, buttle you. Yeah, he could. He could appear young or old. Yeah, he's Sean perfect. He's, Don't ever change, dude. You're perfect. Mm, yeah, that would. Yeah, be let's try to get somebody to start pick. a petition to get him to uh, be the next Doctor Who. You hear me, BBC? <laughs> They don't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I feel like I can call them out and say it. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, yeah, Gotham is the shit. If you're not watching it, you should. It's in its final season. What is it on Fox? 
Uh, yeah, unfortunately. We watch it on Hulu, you know. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's definitely nice. Fox, which is probably why it got canceled, because Fox cancels all the good shows. For real, man. It's like, I don't know if it's a ratings issue. I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know. They're wrapping up the story really great. I love the character development. It's been, like you said, the slowest burn. Right. And that had to be that way for it to be this great. Right. Because if they would have been doing all these action scenes and all the stuff they're doing this season without that slow burn ahead of time, mm-hmm. where they're, because it's like, where it's all just payoff. Yeah. It's, yeah, you get all the payoff this season for, for all these years of waiting. We've waited yeah. so long. Yeah. And now man. it's really happening, guys. Go watch Gotham. It's the, best <laughs> yeah i uh don't have any more show recommendations other than that for superhero stuff do i well we, we got we got anything. really far behind like we were watching the flash pretty consistently mm-hmm. for like every season but we have not seen this current season of the flash which we'll oh. remedy at some point that could be a summer project for all i care we got burnt out on the cw cheese yeah the cw cheese is real man like the mm-hmm. music the sappiness music bums me out oh the music was a huge problem with those cw shows right arrow you know, Legends of Tomorrow. Those yeah. were all shows that we liked at the very beginning, but after a couple of seasons, it just got too predictable and too got a little Dawson's Creek, too soapy, too yeah. teeny bopper, like too. But I mean, I know too. that's the nature of the shows. Like there was good the 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 like sci-fi stuff that's in there is good. Yeah. You know, those the, the actual stories are solid. Of that. The acting is surprisingly solid. I mean, I love all Given, of the characters. Yeah, it's just the like we said, the C the cheese, the mm-hmm. filter they put on it's it. It's the CW. It's, if these shows were on yeah. Hulu or Netflix or really anything other than the fucking CW, they would be like up like there with the Gotham. Daredevil show, man. They'd be up there with Remember Gotham. That Daredevil yeah. show? Man, Daredevil. That was a good one. That was visceral. And Jessica Jones. Jessica the Netflix Jones, yeah. uh, Defenders show. Oh, man, that was a good one. Yeah. That There's was... a whole bunch of them, but yeah. I feel like it, we're coming to an end in a, a cycle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now Disney owns everything. Yeesh. Everything's about to yeah, change. We'll I, I mean, the cinematic landscape for next year is going to be like unpredictable i have no yeah. idea what to what's gonna happen now that everything has changed <sighs> but no we've had a good run we've had some good shows gotham you've done us well we yeah. love you yeah <laughs> yeah that's all i think we can say on that yeah i think we had a, a, a pretty good uh run i feel like i said everything i wanted to say today yeah uh i didn't since we segued into gotham i didn't ask you if you had any nostalgic comics you would like to talk about um i guess that you didn't prepare i mean i i had the advantage of being at my house yeah we're on home you're on your home home turf turf. here yeah yeah Yeah. i've got a visitor status uh handicap here no i didn't bring anything (laughs) i i didn't plan ahead i'm a dipshit i did tell you that i had that that batman uh graphic novel compilation book that was pretty rad i'm gonna bring that over sometime and show you it's pretty funny um the comic books that i had were mostly like like I said, I was really into the Archie and Veronica books and the Betty and Veronica books and the Cheryl Blossom books. I loved all that shit. Mm. And as I got older, I started getting into X-Men a lot. I, like in the 90s, I was really into X-Men. Mm-hmm. I liked House of M. I was really into the Dark mm. Phoenix, the like cartoon. I said. X-Men I loved the cartoon. Yeah, it was great. And like the accompanying... like. Video game at the arcade, you know, oh, with the geez, X Men. That was a that's great over at Twincade still. They yeah, have one at Twincade. Yeah, so I was I was into like your basic standard shit, you know, and 
I got really into uh, music and focused more on that and then less on comic books. Mm-hmm. And then when I got older, I started dating a bunch of fucking nerds that loved comic books yeah, and I yeah. fell back in love with that shit. And that's all they talked about. So that's all I was, you know, wrapped up in because I was mm-hmm. just with my boyfriend. So I was really into like my favorite. It was like Civil War. I wanted mm. it to become like not what it became, but something different. Mm. <laughs> I wanted it to be like, it would be so cool if they would make, remake the Marvel Cinematic Universe starting now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then and just, we're going to say that in 10 years and in 10 years. I know, right? <laughs> and in 10 years. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but, well, I just mean, because if the X-Men could be in, the Marvel Universe now because of this whole deal. I know, like, I know. This, I the you. comic book was yeah. so much better with the X-Men in it. Yeah. But whatever. Because the X-Men are the shit. Yeah. The like, X-Men are... That's, you're right. Yeah. Like, in high school, everybody in our little clique of friends would always be like, so what X-Men are you going to be? Yeah. And I I always ended up, you know, being Jean Grey. Uh, <laughs> my boyfriend at the time was always Cyclops because they, would, they yeah. called him Cyclops because he had very large blue eyes. Uh-huh. Like, beautiful blue eyes, but... Everybody made fun of him, you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they called okay. him Cyclops, and he was super fucking pissed. He's like, "I fucking hate Cyclops. He's such a bitch." Did he get like a salty Nolan's accent. No, that's Gambit. Oh, that's Gambit. That's Gambit. I was thinking about Gambit. We while had you said... a, we had a, a Gambit in our little group, and did you? He, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. You said Cyclops, and then I thought Gambit. In yeah, my head. yeah. Not, not. Never mind. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, I was thinking about it's because you made me start thinking about high school, and I started having this memory like, because um, <laughs> I, w- I dressed real dumb in high school. Like we I all was, did, we all yeah, did. I had I chains mean, on my pants. It wasn't <laughs> like the whole the whole like goth punk thing became like uncool cool at a point. Very, yeah, at a certain point. when when the hot topic thing like I the, missed exploded. That, all right, mm-hmm. I missed that. Because it was not cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but I had, like, I remember you one were, time. We were part of the, the thrift store punk scene. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could go down that road. I won't go too hard down that road. I, uh, <laughs> but I used to, I, I never had, like, now most of you guys who are out there, you know me as having long hair. I never had long hair until recently. I cut my hair off when I was in, like, fifth grade into mm-hmm. a bob, and then I let it grow maybe to my shoulders in sixth grade, and I cut it off into a pixie, and then I never looked back mm-hmm. until now. Yeah, when I met you, you had a pixie cut. Yeah, I always had pixie cuts, and I had this pixie cut that I had dyed purple some shade of vibrant purple and we were at this wedding i and my friend it was an outside wedding my friend had this bright actually the the color of this like makeup bag this plastic bright yellow Mm -hmm. sunny yellow uh trench coat like raincoat yeah, yeah and he he walked up behind me and he's like you need to wear this right now and he made me put this trench coat on and then everybody was staring they're like you look exactly oh, like Coraline no oh. you look exactly like Jubilee oh like, shit Jubilee yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. like that was like the whole thing that particular time when we were out because I had this stupid yellow raincoat and made me you wear it like the whole Jubilee. time <laughs> yeah and I was Jubilee for that wedding that day because cool. I, I still have I would wear well the same boots. I've had the same pair of boots since 1999. Your I Docs. bought them. Yeah, my Doc Martin mm-hmm. uh, steel-toed black boots. I've had since forever, mm-hmm. and I wore them with 
everything including wedding dresses that i would oh, wear I bet, yeah you guys i was the one wearing fishnets to a wedding so mm-hmm. there we go whatever i don't do that anymore <laughs> in recovery now right <laughs> you just wear them on stage i'm just, I'm just in a pop, i'm just in the band now okay we're just here for the music right oh uh, not that i don't eh, whatever but yeah i just remember that particularly as so but um that particular friend's favorite character was Gambit. That's what led me to saying oh, Gambit. Oh, Gambit, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I'll tail that back around. I remember, yeah, yeah like, I <laughs> I wanted to be Jean Grey, but, and because my boyfriend was Cyclops, it kind of just, like, worked out that way. <laughs> okay. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. all the couples and shit. Yeah, yeah. High school shit, man. Yeah. But one of my friends kept fucking with me and kept saying, no, you'd be Dazzler. Dazzler. <laughs> no, you'd be Dazzler. I'm like, oh, that's fucking lame. No. <laughs> Dazzler's a singer. You're a singer. You'd be Dazzler. Fuck you! You know, I get so mad about being Dazzler. <laughs> it is a really dumb name. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> Dazzler wasn't too bad. Come I on. Get, you're the one knocking it. Yeah, Dazzler was a terrible character. I hate that! Ah. <laughs> I don't want to be Dazzler. I want to be, be Phoenix. <laughs> I want to be That's Emma Frost. Guy. I want to be Emma guy. Frost. She's made of diamonds. Yeah. Yeah, the X-Men were the shit. Anyway, yeah. that was a fun trip down memory lane. Yeah. I liked that. I enjoyed yeah. it. That well, good. folks, this is going to wrap it <laughs> up. for we're going to awkwardly end. Yeah, we're going to end this uh, episode <laughs> 237 of Journey into Comics. Thank yeah. you so much for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying our April Fool's week over here at the network. And... Uh, I don't know. I don't really know. What does Nate say? He does all those plugs that we don't know those. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to do the plugs, but I'm going to say that you can check uh, us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that other shit. You can hear me and Sarah on Foodies Watching Movies and Gallif Radio. And, uh, well, I guess that's it. Uh, Fill your brains with shit. That's what he says. Yeah. So you've been. Oh, yeah. I'm Veronica. Yeah. And I'm Sarah. And uh, (laughs) fill your brains with shit. Laters. (laughs) 